0: Welcome to Genuine Life Recovery, We're here to help you and your loved ones overcome addictions and other addiction-related mental health challenges. In this show, we dive into the physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual aspects of addiction, mental health, recovery, family dynamics, codependency, and more. You can listen on your favorite app or at JodyStevens.org. Genuine Life Recovery is made possible by great friends like Joshua's Heart in memory of Joshua Brent Moore, bringing hope, love, and awareness to those afflicted. By addiction, online at heart.org and Jody Stevens Productions for commercial voiceover narration, production, MC, and public speaking, online at jodystevens.org. Hey, friends, and welcome back. My friend Shadia Harishi is joining me today. We have an exciting show. We're talking about redemption. So the term redemption—it's being saved, it's being cleared from debt, it's being pardoned, it's being rescued, it's being delivered. Anybody who's been trapped in an addiction or just a life of chaos or sin or even like severe trauma mental health challenges can relate to being redeemed or at the very least set free. And so we're breaking down this whole concept through the story of Rahab in the Bible and also relating it to our own stories, the story of God's redemption in our life. And so we would just encourage you as you're listening to her story and our story to relate it to your story, okay? Because that's what so many of the Bible stories are designed to do. So Shadia is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, really a Bible scholar. So I'm so excited you've been on this show before and you're back and have become just a great friend. So I'm so excited. Thanks for being here. Oh, Jody, thank you so much for having me back. That is truly an honor. Um, this
1: is uh, These are such such powerful things. I love what you had said earlier that, you know, the stories in the Bible are designed for us to see you know, our, our, you know, how God, it can work in our own lives as well. And I just, yeah. I just appreciate that. They're there for a reason.
0: Is this your, is Rahab your fourth Bible study now? Your fourth um, women's Bible study?
1: Uh, it's actually my fifth Bible study, oh, but you're, not? you're correct. in the, It is the fourth Bible study in the behind the scene unsung heroes series. Okay. And, uh, and then that there's also another Bible study that I had written uh, even before that series. Wow. Um, so actually, so this will be the fifth one.
0: I love it. I'm sure that a lot of research goes into that. So I'm excited to kind of hear you share the story of Rahab as it relates to your story. Um, you know, I, I know the story and I've read it, (laughs) the brief (laughs) research I did, but you know, when you're doing a study, you got to dig in. And so this is going to be exciting. What inspired you to, to, uh, dig into Rahab?
1: Oh, wow. Well, you know, I, I, tend to be attracted to really messy stories in the bible yeah um i love the stories that you know we just kind of you know we don't always talk about them and rahab's story i mean she's a prostitute she's a canaanite she's you know an outcast she's you know like kind of everything that um when you contrast them to the you know old testament times you know to the israelites they're god's people they're the jews you know and it's just like You couldn't get a farther contrast and yet Mm. God steps into her story personally. And that's what attracts me to her story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I know we're going to share little bits of our stories and we both looking at us now, you might not see, but we have some messy, some messy stories (laughs) as well. And I think that's why I love this story too, because I see so much of, myself in it in so many ways and you know i'll dig into my story too in a little bit but i just you know i've been sober oh my gosh like 18 years um but i was uh, a, an alcoholic and But at the same time I was living in this sin, there was this desire in me to be brave, to be kind of, to be a hero, to be, you know what I mean? And and I see that in her where she's living this crazy life, but she knows, you know, there's something more. So that's what I love so much about the story that, that she is brave. You know, she's actually a very brave individual in the midst of all this. So, um, but tell us just the story, the, the story of Rahab as, as you see it and just kind of the things that you uncovered as well as you were writing this Bible study. Cause I'm sure there's great little nuggets, uh, that Shadia has dug out <laughs> from the archives of the people that, you know, studied Rahab and know, you know, what happened, who'd she marry, you know, all that stuff. Right. Right. right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's such an incredible story. And, um, you know, God's word is so, so rich. And when mm-hmm. you really start digging in, um, you know, for me, I mean, part of the reason I love writing these Bible studies is because I love studying the Bible. I love st- like, I'm like, God, show me, you know, is there anything, you know, what did I miss? Or you You're know, kind of a geek. Yeah,
0: you're I a Bible am. geek. I
1: total, I'm a total nerd. Oh, yeah. I'm a total Bible nerd. It's okay uh it's yeah i've 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 come to embrace it you know uh it makes <laughs> embrace me embrace your teacher, geekness
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> she's um, the bible the bible geek squad we should do yeah. that. that would be so fun let's do oh, a that, bi- let's form a bible that's geek a cool squad. name i need to i need to think about that like I know, write that down be, it's, yeah. it's blown somewhere i don't know yeah what.
1: <laughs> oh well so i mean you know so some of us um for the, you know there might be some listening who are not familiar with with the story at all and others yeah. might have some vague under you know so just a brief little summary and then i'll go into a little bit more but yeah. um so rahab is a woman who lived in the city of jericho uh during the time that the israelites were being uh prepared to enter the promised land under the leadership of moses and then later joshua yeah. mm-hmm. and so she's living in this wicked city uh she's the only things we know about her is that she's she's canaanite uh and she's a prostitute mm-hmm. um and at the time that she's living in the city uh a, b, you can discern from from different passages she has no children no husband um obviously as a prostitute but well actually no, let's not go there that, that doesn't right. have to be obviously but anyway that's what her what her life is like she's um she um apparently appears to be living alone, which is kind of a, an anomaly for a prostitute, but um, yeah. may have had some ties to the King of Jericho. He may have um, been not, not financing, but in other words, like involved with, you know, there could have been some kind of connection uh, where, uh, you know, he somehow benefited from her
0: yeah Um, visiting her right you know whatever Mm -hmm. visiting
1: her he might have been um getting money you know like we don't know like there could have been some kind of connection but yeah um but but she's living alone um and uh you know she hears about the the god uh of the israelites she hears the stories of um, that he had parted the Red Sea, rescued his people from Egypt uh, and she's not the only one. I mean the, the, this was kind of common knowledge at this point you know this was this was I mean a God parts the, the sea um, that yes. gets that news gets around right um, And so she's hearing this and the the, the scripture teaches that all the si- people in the city of Jericho were, were melting in fear they were terrorized. Mm. The only difference is instead of turning away from God, Rahab yeah. seems to be drawing near and that's what sets her apart. Um, and so that's like just a little bit of a brief. Um, she, you know, just just a, a quick summary. She, she ends up uh, marrying into uh, later on, she's rescued after she's rescued. She ends up marrying into the Israelites, into the tribe of Judah. She ends up in the lineage of Jesus Christ, our savior, yeah. which is astounding. And so you have that big, like, that's what we know about Rahab. Mm-hmm. Um, on the surface of it, and then when you go into the details, you start seeing the fact that all of these events take place at no, no, they're you know the one of the most significant times in Israelite uh, history. Yeah. The people are literally camped on the edge of the promised land. Like the only mm-hmm. thing separating them is the um, is the Jordan River. Jericho is kind of the first major city that needs to be conquered in order for them to, to, to enter into this promised land. And just as this happens, God like puts the whole story on hold to tell us about Rahab. Because yeah, if you think wow. about this, it wasn't necessary. Like, yeah. in other words, we could have read, you know, Joshua him, sent him, sent in his two spies to spy out the land. They found out the people were melting in fear and they come back and give Joshua this information, which is essentially the only information they actually come back with. So nothing really militarily strategic, the kind of things jo- Joshua might have been looking for. And of course, they learned that information from Rahab, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But the point is that the the, 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 the the Israelites have been waiting for generations. Yeah. for this promise to be fulfilled. Remember the promise was given to Abraham hundreds of years earlier. Mm-hmm. They've lived all those years in Egypt as slaves, you know. Now they're being set free. Then they lived in the in the wilderness for 40 years. I mean, they this is what they're hoping for. This is what they're holding on to. God's going to bring us into the promised land. And just when they're literally uh, almost ready to step into the land, the the structure of the text in Joshua, the book of Joshua chapter 1, Joshua gives the command to cross into, to cross over. Yeah. Um, so he gives the command. And so all these things have to take place. They prepare, mm-hmm. they pack all the things. And then in Joshua chapter three is when they actually do the crossover into the promised land. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of that is the story of Rahab in Joshua <laughs> chapter two.
0: <laughs> yeah. I it could it. have,
1: we, it was not, it did not have to be in there unless God has yeah. a purpose for it being in there. And the, mm-hmm. Bigger purpose, which, and we can talk more about this, but Rahab is a picture of the salvation of all believers. Mm -hmm. She's the prostitute. We're the prostitute that God is going to rescue. And one day we will all enter into that promise, that blessed rest um, that's promised to all of us.
0: Mm, I love that so much. And and what I love about, you know, to to geek out a little more just quickly (laughs) is how... Everything from the beginning of Genesis all the way to the end of the Old Testament points towards the 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 death and resurrection of Jesus, the type of people that would, he would come and save, you know, he yes. says, I have come to save the sick, right. The people mm. that aren't sick, don't need a doctor, you know, and right. all that stuff. Like it, it, it's this rolling prophecy of love, redemption and relationship, all pointing towards the complete fulfillment. You know, it, it's, he didn't come to do away He came to completely fulfill that Old Testament, all the prophecy, you know, through that, that the, the, just the love Mm -hmm. and the redemption. And it's so beautiful because when you really dig into this, you can see how her whole story just paints this picture of the new life for us as, um, you know, as non-Jews, right, that that we're grafted into that salvation, that we turn, we get this whole new life. You know, it's like a, it's almost like it it stops to become that prophecy of Jesus. And you just see that throughout the whole Bible, you know. Yes,
1: it is all interconnected. That's one of the things that I love about um, studying these stories is, you know, I, I approach pretty much every one of my studies with like, you know, where, where, okay, let's look at the bigger picture Yeah, that you were like, you were just describing and, and what are we going to learn more specifically about God and ourselves through this person's story in the Bible? Like, why is this story in there?
0: Mm-hmm. What can we learn? What I love too about what you were saying is she had heard about God. Now, obviously they had gods too, but those gods yes. weren't doing anything for him. And so if you if you don't know the Lord, I just invite you to kind of listen to this because it, it says Rahab heard about the Lord. She heard about the God of Israel. She heard about the deeds mm-hmm. um, and she does this huge speech. You know, it's like, it's almost like, like Mary-like or something where she's like, I've heard about all these things that you did. You know, and, and that's, that's amazing because if you're listening and you've heard about God, right, God really is amazing. And that's what, that's what draws her in. Like it's almost, she's not super afraid. I mean, she's maybe afraid, but is seeing God's power and wants more of yes, that because yes. that God was not in Jericho. That was the God everybody heard about. Yes. They was so afraid of that God but didn't understand how much that God loved them and wanted to do the same for them. And she got that, you know, like of all people like, wow. You know?
1: Yeah. Her, as a matter of fact, her, you know, you, you, you touched on her, you know her her confession of faith in that chapter, which is amazing how many verses are ascribed to her own words because that's fairly rare. Um, uh-huh. It's it's very significant and it is along the lines with the woman at the well or Mary the mother of Jesus yeah, and, and even yeah. Sarah. As a matter of fact, I think her Rahab speaks more than Sarah does. You know, uh-huh. um, I uh-huh. bring that out in one of the stu- things. But what's interesting is is her words actually parallel what Moses said to the Israelites oh, in wow, Deuteronomy. Yeah, yeah. Like it is a very clear parallel. Like this is like, these are, these are uh, like, it doesn't get any truer confession. This is the God of the heavens and the earth, you know, like like mm-hmm. there's no other God, as you were saying, that, that parallels, um, right. you know, can even come close to who God is. She had been exposed to Canaanite gods who required, um, you know, temple prostitution. Um, yeah. the, she was described as a, what you would call like a street prostitute. She was not, mm-hmm. dis- there's a different Hebrew word Uh, kadesh for like a temple prostitute she was a zona which is more like a street prostitute but nevertheless she would have been exposed to their gods um which by the way uh the new testament teaches got there you know any other god besides the true god is actually a demon but these other so-called gods which were demons required you know prostitution they child sacrifice they would throw Mm -hmm. the children into the fire i mean it was horrifying um, and so that is that's those are the kinds of gods she had been exposed to. So what an incredible contrast yeah. to come to to hear about a God who protects his people, rescues his people. And from their perspective, that would have been odd enough. But even more odd is the fact that these were slaves.
0: Yeah. And, wow. you know, and so from
1: mm-hmm. their perspective, it's like you're not rescuing the kings and the wealthy and the in the, the you know, the the, the nobility You're rescuing a group of slaves from Egypt. Like, what kind of God does that? You know? Yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) mm, I know. And she's super brave because, Mm -hmm. you know, even though this army's coming in and they're with God, she doesn't know that. In their mind, here comes the enemy, and she says, the rest of the story is she says, look, if I hide you spies, Mm -hmm. you know, and they find out, so she's hiding these these guys and she and and if if the authorities find out they're gonna kill her like she's gonna be dead right yes so she does this and then she says to the quote enemy even we know it's god's people you know don't kill me and my family so here they come they're taking this whole city and she's got the rapunzel like scarf hanging down and you know (laughs) don't go into there and she's got to trust that they're gonna do that yeah and what's so beautiful is how how joshua says look you told her that you, you do what you said, yeah. right? I mean, what a yeah. leader. I mean, it's like, yeah. how often is, is the, the enemy going to come in and he says, don't harm her. Like, and she's a prostitute in her family yeah. and takes the saves her. I mean, yeah. how many, how many people would do that? You know, right. that's,
1: right. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is. It's astonishing. And that's the one thing that her you know, that she is commended for, you know, Mm -hmm. in the Bible is the fact that, you know, her faith wasn't just feelings and thoughts and words. It was action, living, breathing faith. I am going to risk my life to save these two Israelite spies. She lies to the king of Jericho through his messengers. I mean, this is astonishing. Um, you know, she, her life literally was on the line. Mm -hmm. Um, and she chose to side with the, like you said, with the enemy, um, seeing them, seeing their God as a one true hope, which is, which is astounding.
0: Wow. Yeah. Seeing, seeing the power of the Lord, you know, seeing
1: his power and recognizing him for who he is, having a very, very sober, healthy, humble fear of God, which Mm -hmm. truly we all should have. Uh, he's personal and loving and intimate, but he is God almighty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, her response is is it's an astonishing response,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: it's beautiful that God accepts it. Um, you know, she yeah. asks the men to swear an oath on the Lord. She basically makes a covenant with them, and because they bring the Lord into it as a witness, which yeah. is what she asks. I talk about that more in the study. Like, there's mm-hmm. a, there's an actual covenant going on here. There's an oath. There's a witness. There's a sign. Wow. There's stipulations, um, and so all of these elements of a biblical covenant are in place, and she chooses the Lord as her witness, like swear to me by the Lord, yeah, you will protect my family. I mean, that is, that's one wild woman. I'm like, I can't <laughs> wait to meet her in heaven, talk to her a little bit more.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I, I love it too, because if you're, if you're listening, maybe you are the one trapped in an addiction or mm-hmm. a life of sin mm-hmm. or something like that, or, or a loved one, you know, th- this is what God can do you know, before I met the Lord, I was drinking every night, drinking heavily, getting, getting drunk, um, in, into drugs as well. Uh, you know, blacking out drunk driving, you know, all these sorts of things, you know, cussing, swearing, just living a, a life of, you know, there was a lot of pain. So it wasn't yeah. just, it wasn't just that I was drinking. Cause I was a bad person. I was, I was acting out of, out of pain, out of deep, some deep pain and some, just some deep issues and anger and mental health and challenges that I hadn't really dealt with. And God understands that he understands the pain and you and and I
1: actually share a
0: lot. Yes. And I wanted you to tell a little of your story too. I know Mm. you shared it before, but Mm -hmm. you know, and, and in the middle of that, like I got saved in the middle of that. So I didn't stop for five years. I drank and blacked out most nights and I was do I was a DJ at Hit the Fish, you know, the Christian station in Sacramento. Oh. <laughs> and I'm doing all this and God's there the whole time. He's yes. there the whole. He didn't just go away because I was living, you know, living not the way he wanted. He just mm. continued to lovingly convict me. Mm. And now it's like Rahab, I did a 180 like after, you know, the 180 wasn't overnight, right? Just like her 180 may have not been overnight either. I'm sure she went into the promised land and it was like, rahab come back you know we, you know they probably had to do some work with you know what i mean like it probably wasn't this immediate thing but it was this slow redemption to where now anybody that knows me they're like i am not the same person like yeah. i am not i haven't had a drink since i mean you know and and, it, and it's just been amazing I mean, it, it's been amazing the just the complete 180 and yeah. a lot of time and in, in a lot of when well two gals unfortunately they they are deceased but they were real good friends of mine um in high school and they turned to addiction as well and that addiction led into prostitution and that's very very common yeah so that's the thing if you're if you're living in that god's not mad at you yeah. god is not mad at you he loves you Right. And he wants to redeem you just Absolutely. like the prostitute in the Bible. And there is exactly. a couple of prostitutes in the Bible where Jesus says, I do not condemn you. Yeah. I do not condemn you, but leave your life of sin. Yes. <laughs> right. That grace yes. and truth piece. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. uh, and I know that. Um, Shadia, that you had a lot of 180 experiences oh too, yeah. uh, which I'm sure as, as you read her story, there are pieces of your story in there too.
1: You know, it's. Uh, it, it, I, I, sometimes I'm still, even now, though that I've been a Christian now. Well, I got, I became a Christian at the age of 30, and, and I'll come mm-hmm. back to to that. But um, uh, and it's so it's now it's 26 years later, and I'm still sometimes just in awe of God's salvation. You know, I mean, as a matter of fact, just is curiously, curiously just this morning during uh, I was having just a quiet prayer time this morning and, um, and some shameful, shameful events from my past um, just like popped into my head like Mm -hmm. out of nowhere, you know? And I'm like, We're not going here. We are not going. But and but you get so just you know you you get you're just. I was just disgusted, you know. And I was like, and all I had to do, what I not had like all I had to do, but in other words, like what I had told myself was, it's not about who you were. It's about who God is. It's who God is, and God sees us as a spotless, blameless, pure bride Mm. right now. Yeah. That's how he sees us. Because if we're covered in the blood of Christ, that's what his blood has done. It's not mm-hmm. that he doesn't know or mistake, you know, God's God, but he yeah. sees us yeah. as pure, beautiful, spotless bride because that's what he made us. That's what he paid for to take mm-hmm. us from that prostitute that we were yes. um, and, and turn us into this beautiful bride you know, bride. I mean, the entire Bible is a picture of God's passionate pursuit of his adulterous bride. That's the yeah. story of the Bible from the beginning to the end to bring his bride home um, and and rescue her out of her prostitution and her rebellion. Rahab's story reminds us, no matter what we've done, uh, yeah. he, he, he is there if we turn to him. You know, her story is our story. Like, like you were just saying, it's my story. It's your story. Um, you know, for me, I, like I said, I didn't become a believer until I was 30. I Mm -hmm. didn't grow up in the church. Yeah, Um, I made all the mistakes. I had an abortion. I, I I was just 15 years old and, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, I, you know, cocaine, alcohol, promiscuity, you know, Mm -hmm. sleeping with men. I don't even know their names, date rape. And, um, Mm -hmm. eventually, married an equally dysfunctional man and codependence abuse, you know, alcoholism yeah. ends up divorced I mean, I've walked it all and uh, and quite honestly those are just the highlights
0: um, <laughs> you know and, but, and God took that time to not just, in, so we're immediately redeemed, but then we're sanctified. It's the onion and it peels back, right? Yes, yes. And, and it wasn't, you know, it's like, it's, it, and so if you're listening and you're trying to follow the Lord and it's one step forward, two steps back, it's okay. Right. Yes. It's, you know, when, when Jesus wrong. says, leave your life, it's like, I used to read, when I first got saved, I would read Romans, anyone who lives this life will not enter the kingdom. And I would be like, I am so screwed because oh. I did this today and that today, you know, and right. it's... Right, and, right. and it wasn't until later that I learned, no, this is, it, it's a, re, it's a slow redemptive process. And, and, you know, we do get there, we get there eventually, you know, not perfectly there, but you know, God, I'm sure began to, it wasn't like everything was perfect, but he began to yeah. peel those layers and you began to look at the abortion. When you shared your story, Shadia shares her whole story on another episode. So please mm. go back and listen to it, but um, yeah. it's a fantastic episode, mm. but you know, it, he, in the and then he, you had a moment where you you named the child, and he mm-hmm. he took you back, lovingly, yeah. and worked you back through a lot of this stuff, so that the freedom came a piece at a time, a moment at a yes, time, a year at a time, a day at a time. You know, he's so
1: gentle. He knows yeah, yeah. our weaknesses. He knows he knows our hearts and our strengths and our weaknesses better than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a gentle, loving God. He knows when it's time to walk through something slowly he knows when it's time to confront like okay this and we've we walked around this mountain six times it's you know he he knows
0: (laughs) yeah that's true um
1: and he yeah and he's so personal um he he he, you know like there's some areas of my life that he did heal immediately right and there's Mm -hmm. others like you said the that that abortion it was one in particular where it took a long long years to walk through that, or actually to even be ready for, Mm -hmm. to face it. And God knew that, you know, Um, you know, when we, when we receive the Jesus as our Lord and savior, we are in that moment. If our heart is sincere, our entire redemption and salvation is based on nothing we've done and all that he's done. And so nothing can take it away. Because he's paid for it. The Bible says that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Yes. The moment we become a Christian. Sealed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That seal can never be removed. That seal is like, you know, it's, it's similar to the Old Testament literal physical seals that they would use on like documents. We even use that mm-hmm. today, you know. Um, there is an image of ownership. And we are sealed. We are, we, there is the image of Christ on us. Um, because all of God's intent for for Christians is to be conformed to the image of Christ. But like you said, it's a day-to-day struggle sometimes. Um, and that's okay, because that's what's going to speak to a hurting world. Yes. I mean, if we all just turned into, you know, cut little, you know, pretty oh, yeah. robots or something. You know, the minute I mean, if that was every, I mean, sometimes I can, wives, you know. Yeah, step, that's that's what I was trying to remember. What, that, what was that? Name, that movie? Exactly, like that doesn't where's the hope in that you know right. that looks impossible and it um, doesn't
0: quite end well no it doesn't yeah exactly it doesn't quite end well they just, you know. they just don't seem to be able to keep up the stepford thing yeah
1: yeah it's just because it's not real it, you know was it like
0: bett Midler's burning up or something at the I end i don't remember yeah
1: yeah great crazy movie but yeah but it's a great picture because that's a yeah. fake that's a fake Converted. that's you know and now that doesn't mean that there aren't many because i've heard stories and, and in my own life in some areas there was redemption and 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 transformation in certain areas yeah, right totally, away totally
0: totally um mm-hmm.
1: but but there are others where we're where we're walking through it and it's day by day and there's some areas that it's it's going to be a struggle until we, until we enter heaven um praise yeah. god that the struggle <laughs> will be over then um and uh you know and in the life the and in this and then a the time span of eternity, you know, our time on earth is very tiny. So it's the, like, you know, hang on, hang in. We you know we're almost home, like that um that song is saying almost home, such a great song. I know. Um, but yeah, there so so God is working through us in those in those moments. Um and you know the beautiful thing is it's not about us Holding on to God because sometimes we're we're gonna let go, we're gonna slip, we're gonna fail. It's about God holding on to us. He never lets go. He never yeah. slips, and he never fails. And yeah. that's what we have to turn, you know, remind ourselves like who He is. And oh, whenever we're struggling, whenever I struggle with any area, it doesn't matter what it is, I have to go back to who is God. What what yeah. aspect of His character do I need to remind myself of today? Is it is it His holiness, His goodness, His kindness, His is justice. What, what, where, what do I need to cling to today? Um,
0: yeah. But all and, the and, while he's holding mm-hmm. on to us. And what are we putting our trust into? You yes. know, because I tend to, well, a couple, a couple thoughts that popped up, you know, one is the, the, There was immediate transformation where I didn't drink again, but the daily struggle was just the wrecked self-esteem where some days, even now, I think, am I ever going to overcome this? And Mm -hmm. if you're an alcoholic or an addict, Mm -hmm. you can probably, you probably get that where it feels like Paul, Apostle Paul and the thorn in his side, that thing that just, God just wouldn't take away. And, but, but I, when I have that, and I know that I go, that's was the root of so many problems. And God Mm -hmm. knew that he saw the little girl that was using drugs and alcohol to try to fix the deep and so when that thing sticks with you your whole life you're reminded of god you know showing you like okay i get it like this is kind of the root of why i had so many problems and 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 for me that codependency and it was always putting faith in other people and the other people are always gonna let us down but then you look especially like at the story of rahab where if that was a covenant that did so that didn't just they didn't just come back so they destroyed the whole city except for her family right then they took her with them then she lived in the land then she was redeemed now she's what was she like boaz's grandma she's in the lineage of jesus it's like so who can you trust right i mean god like He doesn't just do it like he he does it every time and he never goes back on his word. And so and it's so hard to remind ourselves of that because we live in the world and we have to rely on people for everything. It's just really hard because they're always letting us down. But God does it. He He just you know, we just have to trust the process, which which can feel like he's letting us down because he's not getting, giving us our way immediately. Right. But you know right. what I mean? But, but the big picture, yeah, the big picture, he came through for her and her family every time. You, you know what I mean? And he does yes. that for us. Right. Yeah.
1: He is faithful. You know, it's interesting. interesting in, uh, in the story when Rahab and her family are rescued from the city, um, they the the scripture says they were not immediately placed inside the community, they actually mm, okay. had to sit outside the camp. And that ex and that little phrase outside the camp only occurs a couple times in the whole Bible. And one of yeah. them is in Hebrews 13, where we're reminded that Jesus suffered outside mm, the camp. And yeah, so yeah. there's this parallel, yeah. like, oh my gosh, you know, she and her family had to um endure a a period of like okay is is my faith mine you know like i mean that's not where jesus was at there's a different parallel going on but there was this period where um rahab and her family were um, required by the by the jewish you know by by just the laws that they had yeah they were essentially considered unclean and they were because Mm -hmm. even though rahab had faith she is still at risk, like you said, for either falling back into old ways or, t- you know, causing others in the camp to to turn to, you know, you, we like there's yep. there's still risk there. And so they're they're kind of forced to have a period of time where they have to kind of reflect um, on. What they had done, yeah. how they had yep. lived and mm-hmm. do they, are they really prepared? Are they? Yeah. Do they want to commit their lives to this God? Because this is what it's going to mean
0: you yeah. know? Yeah. Um,
1: and so I love that, that God, you know, he doesn't want the step for wives, you know, he doesn't want, he want like he, he, there's yeah. time to think about it. Like Jesus says in, you know, in the new Testament, like count the cost,
0: right. You know, before
1: you, before you follow me, count the cost, you mm-hmm. know, he calls us, follow me, but there's also this element of, you know, you're, you're going to have to give up something. Um, probably a lot of things, um, and, uh, are you prepared, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. And and, so... and even in, you know, in the recovery process is very much like that as well, where you, you do an inventory of your whole mm. life and you confess it and you look at, you don't look at other people's part because there's always plenty of blame to go around in the right, world. Right. I right. mean, no, but you're looking at your own part. You're looking at everybody you're angry at and you go, what's my part? What's my part? Mm. I love the the pastor the other day. He says, every bad decision you or no! he said you are responsible for every bad decision you've ever made and we're all like well that's pretty true
1: yeah it's that, yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: so, so you you and that's why we need each other so in mm. in the recovery process you're with someone reflecting back love and compassion while you're dumping out every bad thing you've ever done right, right. and so it's that that um walk of grace and truth you know that that Jesus does and that 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 they did for her. it was like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna come back in right yeah. just like the the woman that was gonna be stoned you know like right. they you know they were gonna stone her because she was a prostitute right Jesus said to the Pharisees that were all truth and no grace right he's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's let let them without sin cast the first stone and of course they couldn't lie. Yeah. So they all left, and then he says, "Who condemned you?" Mm-hmm. She says, "No one, sir." Yeah. Then he says, "Go, but don't sin anymore." <laughs> yeah. And it was such a beautiful picture. And this pastor was the coolest thing, Shadia. So he has a rubber band, and he's talking. He was raised by he had homosexual parents, and so mm-hmm. and they ended up be, getting saved. And so Aww. he's talking about how do we do this in this world. And so he's mm-hmm. got a rubber band. And he says, all these grace people, they're in this rubber band, but there's no power in it. It's, it's just sitting. And then he goes to the other side, says all these truth people, there's no power either. And then he pulls the rubber band and he said, he said, love is the tension between the grace and the truth mm-hmm. and without both there's no power so there's no power in one or the other and we're always like how do we do grace and truth and then you see that Jesus did it perfect oh, and yes. it was just so cool i've never heard anyone put it that way i'm like yeah. oh, i get it yeah. you know i get god's love now you know um, but we because have to walk that balance to, yes
1: because i mean he god is god is a good father yeah and so every good father truly truly good wants their child to be the best version of themselves. And yes. since God created us, He and we're created in His image, the best version of ourselves is is to is to follow Jesus, to be conformed to His image. And God you know you know, all of the, the brokenness that we've suffered, all of the the, the trials that we've endured and, and the things that we may have be maybe there might be things we're going to struggle with forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jesus, um, like you said, he he is with us in that he we never walk alone. Um, and he and if we give that to him, even the struggles, we can give it to him, you know, Lord, I, you know, help me through this day. But more than that, may my life perhaps touch somebody else's that they would see like you were talking about the grace you know where yeah. another religion is like well you got to change and you got as like it's all on you well the whole point of christianity is we can't we can't do it right <laughs> you, you, you know and so there's a lot of hope here in right. the fact that god understands we can't do it and so yeah. he does it for us mm-hmm. and as we yield our lives to him day by day moment by moment he is there working um, and you don't know who's watching, yeah. And and how we might be a witness to someone who's like, I want to get past my struggles. How do you how do you do it without falling into despair? That might be your testimony. I right. still have a struggle every day, but I am not falling in despair. I am holding on to hope because God gets me through one day at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's so beautiful because we're we're Rahab's the the most beautiful story of, and I think the reason it's in there is it's just another reminder that it's not about what we do. It's not about how good we are. It's not about how pious we are because, because we were all born into sin and we all need a savior. And so, you know, you had in the both new and old Testament, you know, you had the religious leaders, you had the Pharisees, but without that love, again, there was no, there was no power. And so, so it's just a reminder that there's nothing I can do to win God's love. You know, I mean, Rahab was the lowest of low devalued without hope, probably one of the considered one of the biggest losers in town. Right. And now she's in the lineage of Jesus. And how often do we see that even in our world today, God sees, he sees the inside. And so even in the church, we see a lot of that religiosity where, you know, like this guy that um, was talking about with his parents, he brought him to one of the churches and they said, don't bring her back there. We don't like people like that. Right. I mean, there's still, we do still see some of that. Right. right? But God, that is not God. (laughs) Right. Right. God is the grace and truth God who, who will rescue you no matter what. You are doing right now, no matter right. what you've done, and we've seen it all. Like especially me in addiction and recovery. I'm like, there is nothing you could say that I'm gonna go, oh, I can't believe that, right? I probably did it, you know? Right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And what? And what does Paul say in the New Testament to the to the when he's writing to the church? He says, and he lists all of the, you know, the homosexuals, the prostitutes, the the drug, you know, all the well, I mean, you know, modern day, whatever, all the yeah. things. I mean, yeah. there was sorcery back then, which was actually. <sighs> translated to, a, far, it's, where, it's where we get our word pharmacy. It literally, it's actually yeah. drug use. So there you go. It's the
0: yes. same thing.
1: And so so they had all the same issues. And what is Paul, yes. he he goes to that little litany and then he says, and don't forget, that's what some of you were. Yeah. And he's speaking to the church. Yes. So yes. like, we need to remember where we've come from. And if we are, you know, one of those blessed souls that may not have walked through some of those dark, dark moments, well then praise God for that. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I love the fact that like, I have a dear friend who, um, was serving alongside me, a small group of women who had gone through abortion. Like we talked about that in the other episode yeah. more about the abortion story, but in this little group that we were serving, the woman that was wanting to serve alongside me, cause her heart is for these women. She's never had an abortion. She grew up Christian, you know, made all the right choices and, and, and was sincere about it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a, like a, elitist thing. She's actually a very humble, sweet, sweet woman. And I'll never forget that a woman in the group. So I'm the, I'm, I'm sort of the leader of the group and, you know, and I shared my story, you know, I had an abortion, so they, so they knew that, that, I shared that with them. But what struck me about that particular group, I'll never forget is one of the ladies in the group turned to my friend and said, you know, you, how did she say it? She said, um, I can understand why Shadia uh, you know doesn't judge me. But to he for you to be here in this group and minister to me and love wow. on me without judgment with sincerity of heart, it just blows my mind because right? you've never done what I've done. Mm. And yet you have that incredible grace. And she was more touched. By the fact that my friend, who had not walked through that dark road, cared about her, and I love that. That is a picture of God's family. We don't have to be broken to minister to the broken. Exactly. And when we and and don't get me wrong, we're all broken at some level. You know, we're all sinful. Um, I just mean that um, you know God will use His people to speak to His people in all kinds of ways, Um, and whether your story is brokenness. Um, or or walking somebody through a broken season, God is um, yes. using us as, as 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 witnesses of His grace and His power to heal. You know exactly His power and, to heal. Yeah.
0: And he loves us unconditionally. And just like the gal you were talking about, he hasn't done this stuff either, but he's true, complete righteousness. He Mm. can't sin. He can't look on our sin without the sacrifice of Jesus because he would not be true to who he is. But like, I remember one time, um, long time ago, I was trying to stay sober and and I I was going to go get some beer which I ended up doing. And I decided to ask God what he thought about that. Mm. <laughs> and I said, I, I didn't even get it out. I said, Lord, what would you think? And the words came to me. I wouldn't think about it. You would. Oh. <laughs> and that seems a little bit harsh, but occasionally, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm not one of these people that God just speaks to me, you know, and I was very right. young at that time, but yeah. occasionally I hear something like that. And mm-hmm. years later, I'm always reminded really what he's saying is my ways are higher than your mm-hmm. ways. I don't think, about whether or not I should go get, it. you know, yeah. but it was kind of, you know, and God is always very loving, but there are times. And then, and then the other time I'd left a Dr. Henry Cloud thing and I was super hung over and it was about dating and, you know, and I, I, wanted to a boyfriend or a husband or whatever. And, but you know, I was still drinking and I'm popping breath mints this whole time. Cause I'm so hungover and I don't want people to smell my breath. And, oh. and I, and I, I, you know, and Dr. Cloud's talking about how, how two half people eat each other apart. Like you have to have two whole people, but two half people will tear each other apart. Mm. And, and I remember God specifically, literally, I heard this in my head. You are the problem." with your life. <laughs> you know, and it was just, you know, and again, he, you know, it, it, he doesn't say those things all the time, but it would just the timing of it. It was occasionally I, you know, would get that bang over the head and it was, and that was sort of what started my recovery journey because it was, you know, I was much younger at the time. I was not even maybe 30 and it was like, oh, kind of that time in my life where I was like, you know, I am the problem. I am the problem, you know. Mm. And of course, there was a lot more involved, but, but so there, the, you know, the grace of truth, there are times, you know, when God just goes boom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's yeah. usually, you know it's apropos, you know, it's him. You know, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Well, okay. I have to read this to you. Um, and I want your reaction. I think this is beautiful. Um, and then uh, I want to hear about your book and your giveaway because uh, we, if you're listening to this, you have a chance to win. Um, Shadia's bible study uh but it says i don't know where i got this offline if if i stole this from you i'm sorry but it says yeah. rahab made it clear she was looking for a new homeland she didn't think of the land she was leaving behind that life was miserable cruel merciless if this is how you're living think of this god has a, a 180 it says she takes a step of faith challenges everything that was imprisoning her in her old life she desired a better country a heavenly one, where mercy was shown, it says therefore God is not ashamed to be called her God. Indeed, He has prepared a city for her. Faith and mercy were the path Rehab, Rahab walked to enter the city. Isn't that cool? Yeah, like God yeah. has a whole new life plan for us. It's
1: a paraphrase of God's, um, you know, promise to Abraham in the Book of Hebrews. Yeah, um, and sometimes yeah. you can even take those um, that chapter in in Hebrews, and even you can shift it like and put your put yourself in there like you mm-hmm. know it says, you know by faith Abraham did this, by faith Rahab did yeah. this, and you can say, by faith, Jody and fill in the blank, you know, yes. or you know, by faith Shadia and and to cling to those moments where you saw how God worked in your life um and 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 remind yourself of the greater um rest that's to come.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, I think is. I've been saying Shadia instead of Shadia the whole time. Oh, that's Sorry. I don't. Hey, you're so used to it. I, I, it's, I guess like,
1: it's it's all it's all good. It's
0: like, all good. I'm gonna say her name perfectly this time. Shadia Thanks. Harishi. Yes. Yes. Woo-hoo. That's one of the reasons so,
1: why. I, yeah, go ahead. Never mind. Is, ahead. That, is,
0: it, is that a Jewish name? Or is that? It's actually Arabic. My father Arabic, is from yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. And I asked you that last time, but uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful name. Okay, so the Bible study Ray had that you wrote, tell us about that. Um, yep, tell us about that, and then. I know that you are kind of on a book tour. You're going to be given some of those away. Yes. So our listeners that maybe even have a chance to yeah. win one, that'd be great.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, we're doing an exclusive giveaway. So um, mm-hmm. to find out more about just what the study is about and to learn a little bit more about it, you can actually just go to RahabBibleStudy.com. Yep because shoddyaharishi.com is too hard to spell. <laughs> <laughs> but I
0: will have it in the notes, too, okay, on this podcast, okay. of course. And, yeah. and, I'll, and and in the notes is going to be linked as well to your website and stuff. Okay, right? perfect, so, perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is uh, for the, this whole month of October, and it might extend a little bit as well, but we're going to be doing um, uh, a number of book giveaways, um, at least one per week and probably a little bit more than that. And so this giveaway is exclusive to podcast listeners during this media Woo-hoo. tour in the month of October. So um, you have a much greater chance uh, to win one of these signed copies of the book. And so I encourage you to get on that link that um, that Jody will have and go ahead and, and sign up. And that's on
0: your website, right? That's on your main the, website. The
1: link but... for the giveaway is is actually I'm going to give that to you to put in your okay to make it available to your listeners, because that's actually a hidden that it like it's not for the public. It's actually mm-hmm. only for the listeners on this podcast tour. So you'll want to definitely get on there.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been a wonderful conversation. I love, I love chatting with you. Uh, any, any parting words, um, in any other information you want to get out, uh, how people can connect with you, things like that. I think we I kind of got there. That.
1: Yeah, um, well, yeah, they can can go ahead uh, on the website as well. They'll find all the information. They'll find information about the other Bible studies. Um, All of the Bible studies are written in a way where you have several commitment levels to choose from. So if you're like, "Ah, I don't want to do all that much homework, that's okay. We have a light option for you. So they're very uh, user-friendly. And uh, let's see what else. Um, You know, Rahab's story is just astonishing. And um, if you're, um, whether you're new to the Bible or not, this is a beautiful place to kind of just pick up yes. and be reminded of um, God's incredible love for us and His um, His grace and salvation. Um, I mean, she's listed in the lineage of Christ. It just doesn't yes. get better than that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Shadia, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. This yeah. has been awesome. Such a great conversation. I yeah. appreciate your great questions and and conversation. It's always always a blessing.
0: Thank you so much for listening, friends. I'd love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes, whatever app you're listening through. It totally does help. You can always reach out to me as well. If you're interested in being a guest or struggling with addictions or... Challenges, mental health challenges, things like that. That's what this show is all about: is overcoming and redemption, and it's a uh, genuine life at JodyStevens.org. So genuine life at Jody J O D I E Stevens with a V. Genuine life at JodyStevens.org. So thank you so much, friends, for being here, and thank you for listening. God has a plan for your life, and He loves you. Thank you so much, friends, for listening to Genuine Life Recovery, playing on your favorite app or on my website at JodyStevens.org. It's J-O-D-I-E-S-T-E-V-E-N-S, JodyStevens.org. There you can check out my podcast, blog, recovery coaching info, speaking, and more. Check it out.